We know the name, we know the history, but in a year of uncertainty and change, what is next for our two-time Olympic champion? Another medal on the cards? I'd hazard a guess that that's a yes. Mahe Drivesdale, nice to see you. How are you? Um, I'm well, thank you. Busy man, and I don't mean busy training, but you've got not one, not two, but three babies now. I've been doing a little <laughs> bit of homework. You've been busy. Yes, um, no, it is. It's uh, The family's expanding, and... Um, certainly takes away I guess some of the the free time uh, when you when you sort of got to get home and, and help out but uh, it's very very rewarding and, and really enjoyed uh, having them along for the ride. Now is it girls in the house? I've tried to do a hunt. Bronte, Boston, did you stay with the B team? <laughs> no we went to Frankie so um, yeah it's uh, our little girl is, is uh, now one year old and yeah it's been been a, uh, a very interesting year as we've sort of uh, yeah tried to get get to grips with having three and um, yeah it's, it's certainly more work than than sort of one plus one and uh, we found two was a, a massive leap from from one so but as I say you know it's, it's been a, quite a I, I guess in, in this uncertainty it's been really nice to, to have them all around and uh, you know have that time at home uh, which which usually I wouldn't get so much time with them. You've almost got a, a four there so yeah, you're not far <laughs> off that. Um, I won't hold it against you that you can go for the B. I thought Bernadine might be all right. Look three Olympic medals in the bag, five world titles. You're 41. You'll be 42 in Tokyo. Why? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a good question, and and I guess again, you know, it was just just uh, cemented to me this year uh, with with what's happened. It's it's because I love it. Um, you know, I'm very much pushing my body to its limits. Um, you know, right now I've I've got a bit of a back injury, and and you know that that's just just part of it but you know I still love it I can still do it and as long as that happens uh, you know I'll, I'll be in the boat but it's definitely uh, in July next year that's it um, I should have been about three months retired right now but um, <laughs> you know it's uh, it's it's got another nine months to go and and then um, yeah then we'll hang up the oars. So apart from three kids getting out of bed in the morning it, it's the the love of it the passion and there must be the belief that there's more. Yeah, there is, and and you know that's that's I guess the the almost the motivation thing is is you know trying to do what people have never done before. Um, you know, I think the the oldest Olympic medalist um, was was 42 in in the sport of rowing, and obviously you know I was going to be 41, but um, now it gives me opportunity to to go and take that mantle at, at 42 and a half. So you know th those are the little challenges I guess um, that that you know help help sort of push you along. Um, you know, there's, there's still, I, I still believe I, I can do it and, you know, that's, that's why I'm, I'm still here. If, if I don't have that belief, um, then it's time to, to hang up the oars. Well, you're still here and there was question that we didn't know what was going to happen with the Olympics. It was postponed, COVID hit and threw everyone a big curveball. You've got an amazing blog and it's very personal. And at one stage you were writing how you were, as you mentioned, close to retirement, 120 days out from retirement and you felt like you were so close to the summit, you were this close and all of a sudden you went sliding all the way back down to base camp. Can you talk us through the process of that and, and how you digested all that and, and what impact it had on you? Yeah, it was, um, it was a really weird sort of a process I guess because I went into you know COVID with uh, almost, um, you know, there was almost an advantage we had in New Zealand, or, or that's what I felt. Uh, I'd, I'd just been to Europe, um, came back, and, and was in really, you know, really good form. 
um, I was really pleased with where I was going and I thought you know this this curveball that's been thrown at us this is just playing into my hands because you know everyone's got to deal with this um, mentally you know I, I back myself as being you know very very strong uh, I've obviously had the experience you know I can deal with this you know in New Zealand we're sort of immune from it we don't have COVID like they have in Europe you know this is gonna this is gonna give us a massive advantage and then about two days later, you know, they said, oh, the Olympics is postponed. Um, and then, you know, the, the lockdown happened and, you know, suddenly we were at home, we couldn't train. And I was just like, I, I just completely, I've never, never been like this in my life, just completely lost all my motivation. And I was just like, I, was like, I, I don't know if I can do it again. Um, you know, I, I don't want to do it. Uh, I, I was out training one day, I turned around and I, I rode home. I just, I just didn't have just didn't have the the heart to do it and you know I thought okay well you know this is it um, you know this is this is the moment that I just don't have that passion I don't have that drive and you know that's that's the time that you retire and I kind of thought okay well yeah you know, I, sort of, I guess I, I got to assess things um, you get a bit of time in, in lockdown <laughs> um, so you know just just really I, I guess I almost switched off from rowing um, for a few weeks and just really spent time with a family and and I actually loved it um, you know just having that that time to sit down to enjoy the family just not worry about anything else um, you know there wasn't sort of the thought of anything else and and I just I just said to myself look you can't make a decision right now because it's not the time um, you know everything's we don't even know if the Olympics is going to happen when it's going to happen all that sort of stuff so as the weeks went on you know things became a bit clearer it was set that there was a date a year a, you know a year in advance um, you know we still didn't know whether it was going to happen or not but uh, you know I, I guess that's where I again I, I started thinking about it and and the reason that I was doing it and I was like you know the reason that I'm doing it is not to go to Tokyo um, it's because I love it and again that's when when I started thinking you know more closely I guess around that um, you know what what is it that I want to achieve why do I want to do this and um, so that sort of became quite strong again and as soon as I got back rowing you know it, it just reminded me of of why I loved it um, you know what there was still to achieve and you know so it was actually you know again I made a, com a complete flip yeah. from sort of I'm going to retire I can't do this to actually no I do love this and I want to keep going and you know then have to reset all your plans and your goals and, and all that sort of stuff but um, you know it actually came out of that with with a even more positive because I thought one there's going to be still a heap of uncertainty over the next year yeah. and I can deal with this it was definitely the right decision to postpone the Olympics you know there was just just no other decision they could have made and mm. you know probably the fact they held out for so long was was almost the wrong thing you know they they probably should have just just made a decision early um, and then I thought actually now I've got 16 months and you know that's that can be quite an advantage for me because I've just come out of the eight I want to go back into the single and and you know it's going to take me some time to to build up so yeah it, it sort of went from being you know a real positive to being a real negative to back to being a real positive and um, yeah I guess that's that's where I'm at at the moment uh, still very motivated want to do it uh, and know, you know, it's, it's almost having that, that end goal in sight makes, makes me more motivated because I know that I can put absolutely everything into it. I don't have to save anything uh, for post sort of uh, August 1 next year. Yeah. Maha, you say you went for a row and you turned around and, and you rode back. Was that because of the fear of COVID and the unknown or the doubt that you didn't think you had another year in it? 
in you that you couldn't make the next Olympics? Yeah, I think it was. It just happened to be that it was around that, you know, around that time with just so much uncertainty, and I was just like, well, what am I doing this for? Like, I, why? And um, it was, I was actually out on the bike because we we couldn't row at that time, and you know, I was just like, I. I just don't want to do this. Um, Sounds like you had a serious case of the wobbles. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, you know, and and to, it was shocked me because, you know, I've never never been in that position. Like, yes, some days you're like, oh, it's raining outside. I don't want to get out to training, but I've always pushed myself, got out there and done it. Um, this time, I was just like, no, I just don't have it in me. I, I don't don't have the motivation to push myself and. You know, that's when I thought, okay, this is this is the end. Which is an unusual position for you to be in. So when you wrote the blog and you were going through that time reconnecting with family and, and having that nice reset, was the blog cathartic? Was it nice to actually stop and take a breath? Oh, definitely. And, I, you know, that's that's part of the reason I wrote it. You know, it was just really, I guess, a download of, of everything that I was feeling. And um, initially, you know, I sent it to Juliet and I said, you know, what do you think? And she kind of said, she said, I, I think it's you know the best the best blog you've ever written, but she said I, I'm not sure that you want to share this you know with with everyone and you know so I'd, I'd written it and I sort of held it back for a few days and I, I kind of thought about it and I thought <clears throat> in the end I you know I thought you know this this has done a lot for me to write this um, and I thought well you know this is this is unprecedented times this is just so strange what we're going through and I thought. If I'm going through this and, and I back myself to be, you know, one of the strongest mental athletes in the world, you know, like surely other people are, are doing this as well. And, and I'd had a few, you know, um, you know, had a few chats to people. And so I, I put that out and it was amazing, you know, the amount of response I got from people just saying, look, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it is hard. And yeah, that was, that was really nice, I guess, to share that with other people as well that, you know, I think there was a lot of people, you know, um, putting out things like, you know, well, this will only make us stronger. And, you know, I'm sure there were some athletes like that, but I think ultimately most people, you know, were, were struggling and that was a bit of a front. So, you know, I think, I think it was nice just to, to be completely honest. So Juliet, your wife, of course, a, a successful rower in her own right. What was her messaging to you? What was she telling you? Um, you know, she, she was just like, you know, whatever you decide will support you. And... Um, yeah, we, we certainly spoke about, you know, a number of things and I was probably flip-flopping all over the place. Um, the ultimate gendal with the flip-flop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was interesting times, but no, she's very, very supportive and, um, you know, it's, it's great to have someone that understands it as well. So let's talk Olympics. There's a very real possibility after what we've discussed about the curveball that is COVID that you may get to the Games without having competed against anyone internationally, no international regattas, and really not having any idea of how good or indifferent anyone else is in the world. What a bizarre situation. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, that's, that's just the reality of, of this whole, you know, this whole situation. It's, it's very, very weird. And is that unnerving or is that a bonus? Thinking, you know, I just, I've got my blinkers on, I don't know what anyone else is doing, I'm just going to do my thing. Or is it a bit of a, ooh, he could be really good and this could really be bad for me? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I guess, you know, like in Europe, they've just had the European champs. So there, there will be racing next year, um, but we're probably not going to be involved. I think the, the strength we have as a team is, you know, we have, you know, multiple world champions um, within our ranks. And we have, you know, a very, very strong squad. So we'll know how fast we're going. 
Um, and and that's you know that's really the, the key thing because that's all you can control. So whatever the others are doing, um, you know that's that's sort of beyond our control. But we'll know going into Tokyo where we stand. Um, it's just if someone else is doing something special, well we won't know that. But uh, you know again, I, I think that's an advantage from my perspective. I've got that experience that that you know I'm I'm quite. I'm almost looking forward to it, you know, like um, I think it would affect other people more than it would affect me. So your fifth Olympic Games, how do you think others perceive you? Well, that's that's the, the advantage, I guess. No one will know. I, I haven't raced, um, you know, I've had, had one race internationally in the single in the last four years, so no one will know where I stand. Um, and, you know, obviously I will because cause I'll have some really good guides here at, at home. So. Yeah, there's, there's uh, some, definitely some advantages and um, hopefully, you know, I've still got to go and perform to, to make that count. But, you know, you, you have one good race at the Olympics and, um, you know, you certainly put others on notice. So let's talk about times. Let's talk about form. Um, last year you were in the eight. You're gravitating back to the single. We know that's your first love. Since 2016, top placing is fourth. You were third at the Nationals. How do those numbers sit with you? Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's it's. I guess it's putting it in perspective and and where you're at. And yeah, I'm I'm not pleased with with some of those numbers and and results. Um, but you know, I can see the the progression, and you know, that's I, I know how to to get ready for the big event, and that's that's really the the key. So, um, yeah, I think last year the the selectors backed me. Um, and you know they, you know I very much spelt out my plan of, of how it was going to go. And uh, as I said, when I got back from Europe in, in March, um, I was very well on track for you know where I was where I was going. So you know that gives a lot of confidence in myself. But you know I certainly um, certainly hope to to improve a lot from from some of the results that I've had. So it brings us to the battle of Robbie Manson. You know it's coming. <coughs> Has that made you a better rower? I mean, there's been constant. Um, competition for, for that seat there's been a real rivalry has it been healthy has it made you a better rower yeah I think competition always is is healthy and and again like it's uh, it's that yardstick so I know exactly where I stand um, you know co compared to the best guys in the world so although I haven't raced a lot of those guys um, you know directly I can very much compare uh, you know what what Robbie has done um, compared to them and and you know, if you if you look at his results, um, you know, through a lot of his races, you know, he's he's been pretty dominant in this cycle. So, you know, I know I know very well where I where I stand against him, and and you know, therefore, um, you can sort of deduce of where you're probably going to stand against the the rest of the world. And you know, that's that's been great for for me to be able to figure out what I need to do and and where I need to improve. And and that rivalry probably is similar to to, to you and Rob Waddell. You know, it's almost cyclical, isn't it? That that's always nice to have someone to chase and someone to actually keep you honest and, and keep you working hard. Yeah, well, and that's that's always been the the key, I guess, and and the reason that we are so strong as a, as a team is we've always got that competition internally. Um, and you know, throughout my career, I've I've had the women's double, and and you know, we've battled it out. You know, different women's doubles, you know, throughout that career, but the, that competition has always you know put us both in in pretty good stead and. You know, we've currently got the, the world champions in the women's double. So, you know, it's a really good yardstick as well um, to, to uh, you know, keep, keep looking at on a daily basis, train with them a lot. Um, and, and, you know, that's within the whole New Zealand team. That's what we do. We match up against quality crews and, 
uh, as I say, we've got a lot of world champions at the moment that we, we can compare ourselves to. So you know, you, you're never in doubt as to where you stand. We do have the heritage, absolutely. If, if we can crystal ball gaze, if for example, you didn't have that single seat, where would you be? Um, yeah, that's that's tough. I, like it would be, you know, I, I guess wherever. And um, you know, I've I've had some experience in the last few years uh, where I didn't get that single seat and been in the quad and, and the eight. And you know, both of those I I immensely enjoyed. Um, you know, I, I guess the 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 key to making the decision to go back into the single was it was about the control. <laughs> um, you know, in, in those bigger boats, uh, you know, it's very you you only make up. You know, a quarter or an eighth of of a crew, and um, you know, you 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 don't have that that control as as much, and um, you know that that confused me. I guess especially in the eight was you know I, I can't put our finger on you know why we were at ninety nine percent in that final. Um, you know, and, and yeah, I don't like I don't like <laughs> not knowing. I guess um, so. Yeah, that that was that was the main thing, but. You know, I'd, I'd very much look at, at um, you know, going back into one of those boats if, if uh, you know, I missed out on the single. I guess in the single you're only accountable to yourself. You are, and, and that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, you, you live and die by the sword, I guess. Um, you know, if you don't perform um, and the results aren't there, you, are, you can only look at yourself and, you know, you, you have absolutely 100% control over that result. So. You know, if, if I go to Tokyo and I finish sixth or eighth or whatever, and I'm in the single, then you know that's me. Um, I I wasn't able to do what what I said I could do, and you know that's uh, that's a pretty easy conversation to have with yourself. Yeah. Um, so, so what does success look like for you, Mahe? What what is a successful campaign for you in Tokyo? Um, a successful campaign for me is is to go out and and perform at my absolute utmost in that final, and you know have have a race that. That I'm proud of, um, you know. As we've seen in the last couple of years, a single was tight at the moment. So you know that that could mean a gold medal. It could mean sixth place, or it could mean eighth place. You know, that's that's how t how tight the field is. But you know, as long as you can you can look at yourself in the mirror and say I gave it my all, um, you'll be happy. And and I guess you know in Rio that was you know we had about 90 seconds um, before the result was was announced and. In that 90 seconds, that's effectively what I came to the conclusion. You know, I I thought about the race, I thought about the last four years, and I, you know, I was like, no matter what the result is here, I don't know if I'm first or second. I'm proud of of how I've performed today, and you know, there was nothing more I could do. So, you know, obviously, if I had to take a silver medal, you know, I would have taken it. But you know, it was that was ultimately a, a success for me, no matter what the result and. Obviously, having a gold medal was uh, the icing on the cake. Leaving it all out there, and we've seen you leave it all out there before. 2008, those amazing images of you with tubes up your nose, you were purging breakfast into the to the water, and you still came up with a bronze medal. That's being tough. That's mental toughness. Are you mind fit? Yeah, yeah, I am. And you know that that, for example, you know again, that, that one's really hard for me because. Um, I was proud of the way I raced that day. You know, I clearly I gave it everything I could, and and you know probably more. Um, you know, I've never been in that position ever again. Like I've never raced that hard. Um, you know, to my limits like that. Um, but you know, when I when I digested that result, you know, it became clear that that I wasn't 
absolutely the best I could be through that cycle. And you know, I I had I'd been doing enough to win, um, but I could have been better in Beijing. And you know, that's that's what I really struggled to live with, I guess, um, over the next few years. So I was very very proud of that medal um, at the time, um, but. You know, when I digested it, I was, I was really annoyed with myself because I realized there was more I could have done. And, you know, in, in saying that, that was enough probably to reset and that's probably what got me the success that I did. Um, you know, if you look at 212, you know, I had a serious back injury which kept me out of the boat for a year. You know, I had two bike crashes um, leading up to that. Uh, I had one bike crash that was six weeks out from the Olympics. I couldn't row for three weeks. Yet... I showed up in, in London and, and I won. I also won, you know, the year before, you know, overcoming all that. And, and why I say, you know, that, that was Beijing because, you know, that cycle I did absolutely everything. I was the best I could be every single day. And, you know, that was a, that was a real change in mentality because, you know, I was, I was able to overcome anything that was thrown at me, whereas Beijing, I wasn't strong enough to do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I got a bronze medal being sick, but, you know, had I had I prepared like I did for London, you know, I would have won a gold medal and been sick. Um, you know, and, and that was that <laughs> yeah. was that's still hard yeah. to live with. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I, I probably the the most I thought about that was that that week of London. Um, you know, I was just just thinking to myself, you know, this is my second opportunity. I've, I've got to make the most of it. And you know, again, I was sick um, going into London, but that was nerves um, yeah. because I knew how much it meant to me and, yeah. and making the most of of that opportunity. And I guess that's what's going to confront you in the next games as well. I mean, that's all experience you add to the pot, right? And COVID must be something that you'll add to that pot as far as the mental toughness. You talk about the flip-flopping and the, the, the challenges you had, the wobbles. Surely that's only going to add to that experience for you and that, as we say, the mind fitness. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of that is just about, um, you know, going forward with, you know, like, like we don't know that the Olympics is going to happen next year. There's... You know, I'm pretty certain it is because they're going to do everything they can to make it happen, but it, it might not. Um, and I guess for me, I'm just like, okay, well, it happens or it doesn't. And it doesn't change the way I prepare because I'm assuming it's going to happen and I'm doing everything I can. But if you even have that shadow of doubt in your mind as an athlete that, oh, maybe it won't happen, you know, you're not going to go out and, and push yourself every day. Mm. So I, I guess that's that's where I'm you know, probably telling too many secrets here. I'm hoping some of my competitors, you know, they're yeah. going to have that flip-flop. Yeah. Well, should I should I push myself? Well, is it worth it? You know, it might not even happen. You know, you have those doubts in your mind and, and that can be, you know, absolutely devastating. I think what we will see next year, you'll see results you don't expect. You know, there'll be athletes that, you know, potentially won at the, the world champs that are going to be out the back door. You're going to have athletes that you've never heard of before, you know, up the front of the field. And, the reason for that is, you know, it's it's how they've dealt with the situation, dealt with them, and you know, there's there's a lot of restrictions around the world that we have no control over. Um, you know, that lockdown, we had no control over it. We couldn't row for you know five weeks, um, and it's how you deal with that. I didn't deal with it very well at the time. Um, you know, I, I know that. Um, the you know, if that happened again, I'd deal with it very differently. Um, but it was 16 months out, so that's not going to affect me hugely in the scheme of things. If that happened to me three weeks out, 
you know, that could have lost me the gold medal, um, you know, the way I dealt with that. So, you know, those sort of things are, are all, you know, we've just got Europe going into lockdown again now. So, you know, that's going to affect those those athletes, um, you know, on, on the way they can train. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot a lot to, at play in Isn't the next there? <laughs> But you sound very measured. You sound very at peace with it, yet very focused. And, and you know that you have the belief and the passion and the love, clearly. Have you thought about disappointment? Have you thought about what potential failure could look like for you and how you would handle that? Or is that something that is just in another realm? Um, no, I don't think about that at all. Um, you know, I guess if that happens, I'll deal with it. But you know, what I can control is being the best I can be and, and showing up and, and performing at my best at the Olympics. And again, if that's not good enough, that's not good enough. Um, you know, I'll, I'll accept that. But uh, you know, I'm still pretty confident that it can be good enough. And um, you know, that's, that's where I'm putting my energy at the moment. Brilliant. Well, just to practice a fast finish, um, let's think that we're in the final 50, we're upping the stroke rate, and we're going to do a quick fire with Mahi Drysdale, all right? We're going to have seven questions, and it's just a quick fire. No wrong answers. All right, number one. The Olympic rings tattoo, yay or nay? Nay. Nay. What is one thing that would surprise us about you? Um, <laughs> not very quick. Uh, Without giving away too many trade secrets. Uh, I'm a I'm a master procrastinator. Really? Oh, not on game day, we hope. Uh, in a 100 metre race, who would win? You or Rob Waddell? This is on foot. Uh, probably Rob. What about you and Juliet? Uh, me. <laughs> oh, she's not going to be happy with not that. Not swimming though. Um, you'll be in, in the, the pool. <laughs> oh, you'll be in the dog box when you get home. If you could win gold in any other Olympic event, which event would it be? Uh, probably cross country skiing because I just love it. Oh, it's lovely. Um, any code? What's your favourite sports team? Who do you follow? Um, oh, I, I follow, I, lo I absolutely love sport. Um, if I had to choose one, probably the Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs mana, love it. And finally, you can get a boarding pass to anywhere in the world. It's not for work, it's for play. Where's your boarding pass to? Seychelles. Ooh, warmth, sun, sea, I love it. Mahe Drysdale, it has been a pleasure. We're proud of you and all the very best for your campaign moving forward. Thanks a lot.